Welcome to the Black Mermaid Podcast. This month, we are covering overcoming trauma. This month, we have five special guests from the North Carolina area, and I'm delighted that I was able to travel and interview them. This podcast platform was designed to embrace and encourage overcoming trauma, and I am glad to be a part of it. Let's dig in. Okay, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? So you guys, I am from New Jersey. I've been in North Carolina for about 16 years, and um, I absolutely love it here. It's like a second home. Um, And I have been a therapist for over 10 years. I am also a life coach, a realtor, and I'm a speaker. A speaker? What's your name? I'm Dr. Lorena Blanc-White. We got to know your name because you're famous here. (laughs) You're famous around the streets. Okay, so tell us a little bit about what does look like, what does like overcoming trauma look like for you? Overcoming trauma looks like for me is how we manage our, the trauma that we've experienced. Um, Overcoming trauma also looks like healing through the trauma. It also looks like processing it, sitting through it. Um, It also looks like looking the trauma in the face Mm. and not being afraid to encounter the trauma, right? Mm. A lot of times we want to run and hide and escape from the trauma. So for me, trauma is confronting it. Wow. That's okay. what trauma looks like. I love that. Overcoming, in order to overcome, we have to confront. 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 That's been the theme of the day. In I love it. In order to heal, we have to reveal. We have to reveal. Wow. In order to heal, we got to reveal. I love that. Um, what does it mean to be unapologetically resilient, which is a theme Ooh, for this conference yes, today? Yes, unapologetically resilient. So you want to be strong. You want to be able to overcome adversities that come your way. And you want to do it unapologetically. Sometimes there's people that are upset with you because mm-hmm. you have overcome things that they couldn't. And you have to be able to do that unapologetically mm-hmm. and not care about what those people think. Wow. So, I love unapologetically that. resilient means just be you unapologetically, overcome your trauma unapologetically, and um, be unapologetically resilient. Yeah, I love it. <clears throat> be unapologetically resilient. Yeah. Be confident in that be shit. Be confident in that shit. <laughs> awesome. Um, how can you... How can your testimony inspire others? This is the last question. I think my testimony is a testament to let know that know people that let people know that no matter where they end up in life, right? Because a lot of times people they assume that I didn't go through anything. I didn't know you went through anything. You have a doctorate. You're a therapist. Right. I cannot. I want them to know that just because doesn't mean that I haven't experienced. There might be a lot of people out here that have experienced some harsh things. Mm-hmm. Be more kind, right? I also want people to know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. That you can, you are seen, you are heard, and that if I can overcome it, you. Okay, so where are you from? Um, originally from Rayford, North Carolina. Rayford, North Carolina. Yes. Okay. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, like the Black Mermaid Podcast. What would you like us to know? A little bit about you. Well, about me. Um, I try to love everybody. Mm-hmm. Going to what the word of God has said. Um, what I will let everybody know that my life is a testimony for the word of God. And I really have a heart for the people. Mm. And I don't mind being transparent. I am a mother of two grown daughters. I have one grandson. Been married for 28 years. Been pastoring for a long, been pastoring since 2020. But been a licensed minister since 2006. Wow. So I was the one that was always in the backyard. Okay. You okay. know, God prepared me in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And I thank God for the people that he put in my pathway. God, gotcha. you help me get where I am. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for that. Wow. Okay, so what does overcoming trauma look like for you? You talked a lot about trauma in your childhood and trauma in your adulthood, but what is like what does overcoming it look like for you? For me, overcoming trauma is being able to stand against the wilds of the devil and the enemy. Mm. Being to persevere 
granted, I realize it, according to God's word, it's just a test. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the back of the book, I already won. Mm, I love that. I love that. Okay. So what does it mean to be unapologetically resilient to you? What does that look like for you? Oh, my. Wow. I had to understand and realize when you make it through trauma, trials and tribulation, you don't have to apologize because you use the word of God to help you stay firm mm-hmm. while you were in the midst of the storm. I love that. I love that. And how has your testimony helped other people? By being very transparent, mm-hmm. being honest and open, because somebody needed to hear how I made it through. The situation may not be exactly the same, but there's similarities. But one key word that they understood that I had to pray, I had to fast. But most importantly, I had to have a relationship with the Lord first mm-hmm. to understand how to pray and fast. Wow. And apply his word to my situation. Got it. So this isn't a question I haven't asked anyone else yet, but I want to ask you just because you've already tapped into it. But how does your religious background, like, tap into trauma? Like, because a lot of people, like, I feel like, like they say faith without works is dead. Like, I'm a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, how do you think that faith plays a role into, like, overcoming and healing and trauma? Oh, wow, it's big. It's so huge that you have to know that God do exist, number one. Uh-huh. If you don't accept the fact that he exists, and I always use an example, if you don't think he exists, how are you breathing today? Uh-huh. Who woke you up this morning? It's not a myth, and it's not scientific. It really is God. Wow. He created us. Uh-huh. He know everything about okay. us. Okay. He know our trials. He know the He know the beginning. He know the end. He even know our process. Wow. One thing you have to understand, God gave us a promise, but he hid the process. The process makes you trust God. All right, so can you tell us your name and a little bit about yourself? Uh, My name is Frances Crespo. I am the founder and owner of the Full Cup. I am a retired Naval officer with over 20 plus years in service. Um, And I right now do a lot of social entrepreneurship and philanthropy. Okay, awesome. Um, could you tell us um, what does overcoming trauma look like to you? I was just uh, so here is the deal. Overcoming trauma is something we do every day. We just don't realize it, mm. right? It is a conscious decision to shift the negative to the positive, and it doesn't mean you're going to be positive all the time. Mm. It just means that when you are presented with something that doesn't fit your idea of life, you're going to look at it and go like, I've been here before, I have something similar happen to me, and I have always been able to move forward. Mm. You know, I remember uh, back in the Bible when... um, you know, write, write it with the tablet in front of you. Keep the tablets in front of you, right? Of everything I did for your forefathers. And you think, if he did it for them, why wouldn't he do it for me, right? And so you think about, and so for you, it's interesting. We don't remember. Like, if you ask me today mm-hmm. if I'm going to get out of this situation, this doesn't look like it. You know, as personal as my mother, right? Right. He's not doing well. But every time you go, like, man, he's guided me through so much. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't he do it this time? Exactly. Is, is shifting that negative mindset to, like, I'm going through this for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I am just going to trust 
the process. The process yeah. of the journey. Because I know I, I, everything that I have lived and the years that I've been as an adult, right, that I've chosen life mm -hmm. has been a whole lot better. But there was, you know, a, 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 a valley time before I went back to the pinnacle. So wow. that's kind of... I think it's always mindset and yeah. always having a support system that is going to remind you that. Mm -hmm. Because first thing when things happen, it's like, ah, who do I, who who do I check in? Right. No, that's great. I appreciate that. That's deep. I appreciate that. Wow. Okay. So, what does it mean to be unapologetically resilient? Whew. I don't know if it's unapologetically. So, you know. Kind of sound different because resilience means putting back things in the same shape or form that they were before, right? It's mm -hmm. just going back to the way things were. And if you, if you, I think this is uh, I'm trying to remember now. It's by Joshua, but he's it, but it says I am doing a new thing. Mm. So when you're doing a new thing. What I think a lot of people think is a new thing based on the old thing, mm. right? And he's going like, no, 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 I am doing a completely new thing that you have never seen before. Mm -hmm. Because if I, if you know what I'm doing, you won't trust me. Mm -hmm. So I think that unapologetically for me is, is, is always keeping in mind, I haven't seen what's coming next. Mm -hmm. So I might not like it, and it's nasty, and, I, and I'm like fighting, but I know that it's a new thing, and I'm excited for the new thing, even though I don't like exactly. that process in the, in the between. Exactly. So it's always a new thing, and the new thing is not based on the old, mm. right? Because mm -hmm. then you're not, it's not new. It's a continuation of an old thing wow. that you try to make new. Mm -hmm. I think that's where we carry a lot of baggage. A lot of trauma and stuff like that. Right? Because yeah. it's like, I have that. Mm -hmm. But what am I going to do with that? Right. And so I'm doing a new thing. What it is, I don't know. Every day, I, it's a new day. Great. Thank you for sharing it. And the last question I got is, and you, you kind of touched on it a little bit, is um, how can your testimony inspire others? You know, depending on the uh, on the audience, it's going to be totally different. I am not. I, I prefer to do one on one or small groups. Mm -hmm. um, Zena knows that, and she invited me to do this conference, which is great. But I think that every day you impact people's life with your trauma mm -hmm. because it's just not. I mean. When we think about trauma, we think about only big, bad things. Mm -hmm. But trauma could be as simple as you being in a family where you, um, everybody's dark and you're white. Mm -hmm. Or everybody's white and you're dark. Mm -hmm. Right? And not being equal to everybody else. That's true. I mean, it just could be very simple things. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think every day you decide, you know, how am I going to, how am I going to share my story? Right. I'm going to share your story regardless. It's either in the way I look mm -hmm. and what I say and what I do and what I write. 
so I, I think when you're yourself and you know, I mean, you don't know. You know your heart. God, I, I mean, God knows your heart. Mm-hmm. If He's going to use you, He's going to. I think God is going to use you regardless of whether you are it or not. Mm-hmm. He's just going to. Sometimes you go like talk to people and think, "Look, I'm out," and you're like, hey, "Where did that come from?" Right. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Dr. Kelly, where you're from, a little bit about yourself. So I am from originally California. I was born and raised in Southern California, and I was a child actor. I did a, did like commercials and things like that as a kid. And when I got on to college, I decided to go to Stanford University, which for me, as a kid coming from a middle-class family, I say lower middle-class, my father was a teacher, mm-hmm. my mother did in-home daycare. Wow. Uh, I did not know understand how we were going to pay for it or even the caliber of education I would have to uh, to be able to master because mm-hmm. I came from a regular public school didn't come from a lot of money uh-huh. uh, my father had had a degree but he had a master's degree but he was he was a high school teacher and he um, he was the first one to get a degree in his family mm. right so I was second generation so to speak right um, college education and so when I went to Stanford University first I was surprised I got in but you know that imposter syndrome mm-hmm. issue, right? But I realized I got in because I had community service. I was a smart kid. I am right. a smart guy. But most importantly, they could see my heart, mm-hmm. and I'm really grateful that uh, the scholarships and other funds invested in me. But ROTC paid for school mm. as well, so I became an Air Force officer. Wow! And so I studied international relations undergraduate. Ended up from California coming to North Carolina with the Air Force, and that's how I ended up here. Met wow. my wife, who is a North Carolinian, so wow. now I'm a transplant North Carolinian. Okay, so I live awesome. here in, in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and my my it, I. I tried to fight my father's calling. He was a high school teacher his whole life. Uh-huh. I saw he didn't get paid well. It wasn't, a, wasn't the most respectable of uh, institutions. I mean, it's respectable in name, but people uh-huh. don't respect. They don't pay it. They don't give it the respects in you know, society. So I thought, I'll never be a teacher. <laughs> I want to be a businessman. So what kind of work are you into? So I'm a teacher now. Teacher, I am, okay. It took me a while to get here. Right. I'm 46 now, and I'm in my second year as a full-time instructor at okay. Fayetteville Technical Community. Wow, awesome. And awesome. leading up to here, I was an intelligence officer, pharmaceutical sales rep, uh-huh. college recruiter. Just lived a lot of lives. But wow. I've landed where I'm called to be teaching and performing and I really perform in my classroom. And you're an amazing poet. That piece you did earlier was amazing. I told your wife, I was like, I can't believe the amount of energy and compassion that you put into that piece. It was just so amazing. Uh, Thank you. And she said we have to follow the talk. So, uh-huh. so she said you're going to be doing something in Riley in September or something yes, like that? Yes, it'll be in September, September 10th. I'll okay. be in Raleigh. Okay. And um, we, we, we've traveled, we've, we've gone as far north as Syracuse, New York. Okay. I did it at the University of Syracuse. Wow. And I also have done it in uh, Tennessee, some other places, because people really want to have conversations about race and racism right. in America. Exactly. But they don't know how to do it without either getting angry or feeling guilty. Right. So I try to bring people together and say, let's just tell our stories mm-hmm. and name them and move through them and dance That's with them. That's a great segue to do that. Mm-hmm. It's a great segue. Thank you you for sharing that um just to get back on topic what does overcoming trauma look like for you for me overcoming trauma is a combination of things first it's naming it and then it's claiming it mm. um and, 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 and in doing that you can move forward and i will say in this order actually you've got to name it reframe it and then you claim it mm, I so love those that. are the three for me and that, that's part of my dissertation as i wrote a dissertation about um, uh, pipelines to pathways, reframing and reclaiming black youth identity. Mm. I was trying to get at how can I help black youth and myself being a person who was a black youth right. um, to reframe our traumas, our, our uh, marginalization, our experiences, our oppression and reclaim a positive sense of a gentle self so we can move forward and do great things in the world. Not in spite of our trauma, through and even with the power we gain from our trauma. Mm. So I think that, for example, if you grew up, I grew up in a household, my father worked all the time and I felt that he neglected me. 
and I felt some resentment. As I got to be older, I realized I resent my father. Wow. But when I was able to see that his showing of love was an act of service, because that's his love language, mm -hmm. I was able to reclaim his love and say, oh, no, no, my daddy loved me, but his acts of service was how he showed love. Wow. I was looking for hugs and time. He was paying me in his hard work. So he, when he worked an extra hour, I felt neglected. He felt like he was loving me even more. So once I reframed that, I was able to claim it. So now when I go into the classroom, I say, I bring my daddy with me and his love wow. with me. And I walk in an empowered and endearing way knowing he is with me. He's passed on now, but he is with me and he loved me dearly. And it I claim that way of showing it was it. his way. Wow. So oh, trauma man. helped with dealing with trauma. You've got a first name and hey, that hurt me. That happened to me. The skin was broken. And once that skin is broken, whether it's spiritual or physical, I say, let me claim what that's going to mean to me. That scar is not going to be something that I, I throw a pity party about. It's going to be proof of my healing mm -hmm. and proof of my survival. And then now that I've claimed it to be that, I can move forward mm. and, and start to do things in the world. Wow. So you have to identify with what the trauma is first. You have to. Yeah. You got to. Yeah. You got to identify. I see that. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I think about Fred Rogers. I've been saying uh, this quote a lot lately. I, I picked up a quote from him. He said, if it's human, it's mentionable. If it's mentionable, it's manageable. Wow. But you got to first mention it before you can manage it. Right. Wow. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. No problem. So what does it mean to be unapologetically resilient? Huh, I think it means a couple of things. First, it means to say, this happened to me, it happened through me, to me, whatever, and I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like it didn't. So I'm unapologetic. I'm not gonna, you're not, I'm not gonna let shame or guilt shroud the possibility, mm. right? I'm gonna go from that place of safety to courage, right? But secondly, unapologetically resilient means I'm not going to apologize for being brilliant. Mm. I'm, you know, if you feel insecure about it, if you can't get over your stuff and you're you're upset about the fact that I got over my stuff, I'm not going to sit here and try to kowtow and bow down and shine less. Because the less I shine, the less I'm being used by God to mm. do what I'm called to do. I love it. Now, I won't be condescending and I won't break you down, but I won't apologize for being great. I no, just can't. You can't. You, can't. you know? Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, that's one great thing about being a man of faith. I, I give credit to God. You have to. You know, it's not me, it's him. But I'm still going to do all the great things he called me to do. Mm. You know? love it. And one last question. How can your testimony inspire others? Well, the good Bible says in Revelation, I believe somewhere around chapter 12, that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. We overcome by the word of our testimony. And as, as we heard so beautifully today from Zeno White, when the word goes out, that, that, that resonate, resonance, that, that vibration never ends, mm -hmm. right? The whole earth, light, earth, etc., was spoken in word, right? And it continues to perpetuate itself today. So I think that what we need to do and what we can do is continue to share each other's stories and to affirm each other. We've got to be loving witnesses and willing storytellers mm. at the same time. When those meet in the middle, there's no end to how we can multiply positive, agential resonances that will build us all up and encourage us. In Harper, Connecticut, and then I traveled here 16 years ago to North Carolina. North Carolina, awesome. So tell us your name a little bit about yourself. I am Sashelle Williams-Graham. Uh, currently, I am the president of Gamma Upsilon Zeta Chapter of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated, where we serve the Fayetteville area. I am a mother, a wife, um, a business owner of Majestic Alternative Supervised Living. Um, what else can I tell you? I love serving my community. Awesome. Um, what does overcoming trauma look like for you? Overcoming trauma looks like, to me, trying to be in a better mindset. Um, breaking generational curse where the trauma is in your DNA. Dividing it and conquering that portion. Okay, awesome. Um, what does it look like and what does it mean to be unapologetically resilient? Meaning that 
may fall seven times but getting back up that's the eighth time i love it because what they say seven is completion but eight is renewal mm, i never heard that but i love that i believe that's what wow they say so renewing so each time you cannot know that it's best for you it's okay to fail mm -hmm. nothing wrong with failing because if you don't fail you won't learn because there's lesson there's blessing in the lesson mm -hmm. so sometimes when we're going through dark channels or you know god put us through some things he's purifying us mm -hmm. um for what he may have mm -hmm. and sometimes when he's purifying us some people got to drop off yeah absolutely because sometimes want to bless you but some people can't go on the journey mm -hmm. they're only there for the season for the season i love that yes absolutely so. awesome and um the last question is how can your testimony help and inspire others how can it help inspire other people sometimes we don't want to talk about it but when you speak on things you never know who is blessing um, who may be going through that and they look at you thinking that you're perfect mm -hmm. but when you speak on your imperfection that may give someone a hope mm, I love that but thank you for interviewing with us and we'll be seeing you soon alright All right, thank you well, thanks for joining the Black Mermaid podcast this month. We covered a lot. We had an amazing panel of guests, and I'm excited. So join us next month as we dig in um, to mental health and different ways we can build confidence and instill enough trust and stuff in ourselves. Have a great day. You can follow us on the Black Mermaid on Instagram at the Black Mermaid Pod, on Facebook at the Black Mermaid Pod, and on Twitter at the Black Mermaid Pod. Peace.